Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Campus Rush Podcast. We know that this episode today is going to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carleton University, around the world, at Campus Rush. Father, we give you praise. Lord Jesus, we magnify you this evening. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come, oh Jesus. Father, fill our hearts, oh God, with everything that you want to fill us with, oh Jesus. Open up our ears, oh God. Open up our hearts, oh Jesus, to hear the word that you have for us, Lord Jesus. We humble ourselves before your throne of grace and we ask that you speak, Lord Jesus. Do what only you can do. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Come on, if you're excited to be here this evening, just give it up unto God. Pastor Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You may please have your seats. Welcome again to Campus Rush. It's so good to have you today. We are in the best church in the city. Come on, if you believe that this is the best church in the city, why don't you give God a praise? Come on, are you here? (laughs) Before I go further, I just want to honor my spiritual father, Pastor Kofi. Thank you so much, Pastor Kofi, for this opportunity. I honor the God on the inside of you. I'm grateful. All right. This evening, God wants to speak to us real brief. I ask that you just give me about 20 minutes of your time, and I'll be out of your way. There's a word that God has for someone in this room. I believe that it's more than one person, and I'm excited to, to, to just release this word. I ask that as I speak and as I, I, I release this word, that you would open up your hearts to receive what God has. You know, as I was preparing for this, um, I, was just, I, I was just thinking, I was just reflecting on the series we're in, which is, um, what's the series we're in? The Good Shepherd, that's right. And I just started thinking of what, what Pastor Kofi has taught us so far. Pastor Kofi has taught us um, the role of the shepherd, you know, um, how we're crushed for purpose. And I was just asking God, I'm like, God, what is it that you want to speak this evening? What is it that you want your people to know this evening? And God told me that, you know, he designed the system so beautifully, and this is something that's important. So God designed the system so beautifully where it's like, once you give your life to Christ, what's supposed to happen is that you become sheep and Jesus Christ becomes the shepherd. Is that true or not true? Right? So God designed it in such a way that as soon as you give your life to Christ, we become sheep and then Jesus is the shepherd. And then what's supposed to happen is that life is supposed to be great. Right? You find that God is the, or Jesus is the shepherd, and Jesus is perfect, right? And it's like, we are the sheep, and if we're following the shepherd, then our lives should be perfect. But you find most times that um, we find ourselves in a situation where our lives are not reflective of the person we're following. Who is the shepherd? Is that true or not true? Right? So we find ourselves in a position where it's like, I say I'm following Jesus, and Jesus is my father, and Jesus is the savior, and Jesus is, is all-powerful, and Jesus can do anything at any time. Yet my life doesn't reflect what I say um, my master is or who I say my master is. And I was just thinking about this and God told me there's something that's missing that we haven't really looked at and we haven't really taken note of, right? If God is perfect and he's a shepherd and we are the sheep, that means that the issue or the fault is with us. We have to look at how is it that we are following Jesus, right? Because if you have the shepherd and you have the sheep, the sheep is the one supposed to follow Right, so God was just telling me, and he opened my eyes to see that there's something that we're not doing right. And that's all we want to talk about this evening. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're supposed to do as sheep. It's something that we don't 
usually talk about, right? As sheep, there's a responsibility that we have. There are some things that we are supposed to do to be good sheep, right? Because you can have um, a great leader, right? But if you are not a good enough follower, you're not going to be able to, to, to live up to the expectation, right? So this evening, we're just going to dive into this a little bit more, and, and, and it's, going to be, it's going to be great. What I want us to do now is I want us to just kind of take um, a look at a portion of scripture. Daniel, Daniel chapter 1, verse 5. I'm going to read, do a lot of reading, and then we're going to get into it. So I ask that you just stay engaged because it's an interesting story. So we find ourselves in this part of scripture where um, Daniel and a few of his other brothers have been brought into a new city. Right, So um, their city is taken captive, and then they have a new king. And then they are brought into this new city. And what happens is that it says, I read from verse 5. It says, and the king appointed, them, uh, appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies. Someone say delicacies. And the wine which he drank. Okay, so, and the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and the wine which he drank. And three years of training for them. So that at the end they might be, they might serve before the king. Next. Now, from among those of the sons of Judah, there were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, <laughs> and Azariah. Let's go on. So to them of the chief, to, to them, to them the chief of the Enochs gave them names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshar. And Hananiah, Shadrach, Shadrach, and Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. Let's go on. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested to the chief of the Enoch that he might not defile himself. So, this is where we've reached in the scripture. Basically, they come to a new city. They come to a new town. And what's happening is that the king has chosen specific people that he wants to bring closer to him so he can train them, right? So we have Daniel and we have a number of his brothers. And it says here that Daniel decided that he wouldn't partake of whatever it is that the king gave them. So the king gave them certain privileges, right? The king gave them um, meat to be able to enjoy. The king gave them alcohol to be able to enjoy. It says Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Let's go on. Now... God had brought Daniel into favor with favor and goodwill of the chief of the Enoch. Let's go on. And the chief of the Enoch said to Daniel, I fear my Lord and King, for he I fear my Lord, I fear my Lord the King, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should I see the faces, why should I see your faces looking worse than young men who are your age? And then you would endanger my head before the king. Let's move on. So Daniel said to the steward, of whom the chief Enoch has set over Daniel, Hananiah, Meshel, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of your young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as such, you see fit to deal with your servants. So this is what's happening right now. So basically, Daniel says he's not going to defile himself with the king's meat and the, without the drinks. And um, the person who said over him says, hey, I can't do this. Why? Because the king is going to be mad at me. 
right? So I can't let you not partake of these delicacies. Let's move on. So he consented with them as far as this matter and tested them 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better than the father, better and father in the flesh than all young men who ate a portion of the king's delicacies. This is, I'm going to camp here. Now, this evening, again, as I said, God is looking to give us the tips and what it takes to be able to be good sheep. Someone say good sheep. Someone say good sheep. So, sheep, what's the, what's the number one responsibility of sheep? Someone tell me. When you think sheep, what, what is sheep supposed to do? And it's not a trick question. Just shout it out to me. Perfect. So, sheep is supposed to follow, right? So, what you find here, if you can go back to verse 8. We have Daniel, and Daniel is in this situation where um, he's introduced to a new land, right? So, picture this. Daniel was first in a land where everybody loved God. Everyone was serving God. Everyone was super in tune with what God was doing. And then Daniel is introduced now to a new land. And in this new land, he finds himself very different from his environment, right? This is very similar to where we find ourselves right now in this world. Why? Because we find ourselves in, 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 in Christ, but we find ourselves in a world that is full of things that are anti-Christ. Is that true or not true? We find ourselves in a place where it's like to serve God looks weird to the outside, to outsiders. To be able to obey God looks weird to outsiders. We find ourselves in a place where we are different from the crowd. We are different from the majority. And this is the same place that Daniel found himself. Daniel found himself trying to follow a shepherd within an environment that was polluted. Are you following? Daniel finds himself in a situation where it's like, hey, I really want to do this thing, but everybody around me doesn't seem to get what I'm saying. So we pick it up from verse 8. And it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. As I was reading this, God began to speak to me. He's like, what we have to do is we have to examine what Daniel did to be able to survive in the environment that was polluted. Right? Because as we examine that, we pick up the tips that we need to be able to survive in an environment that is not conducive to us. Right? So it says here first that Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. The first point that I have is we have to maintain focus. The scripture says, here says Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. I was thinking, I was reading this, I was thinking, I'm like, if, if what, what could possibly have made Daniel decide that or purpose in his heart that I would not defile myself, right? Why is it? And I started thinking, I'm like, and the Holy Spirit was telling me, he's like, think about it this way, right? If you had an exam tomorrow, think about this way. This is a question. This is a discussion. We're going back and forth. If we had an exam tomorrow, a huge exam that could determine the rest of your life and a buddy came to you and says, hey, let's go party tomorrow. Would you go? Yes or no? No. Why? Because there's an exam ahead of you, right? Let's say, for instance, you had um, tickets to a Kanye West concert. Now we can, we, can, we can go for Kanye West concerts by God's grace. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but let's say you had um, tickets to a Kanye concert. And um, let's say it's tomorrow night. And then your buddies come to you and say, oh, hey, let's go, let's go play. Let's go bowling tomorrow evening. Are you going to say yes? 
No. Why? Because you, you have something you're looking forward to. This is what Daniel had. And this is what we sometimes are failing to see in the body of Christ. That we are losing sight of what to focus on. Right? Once your focus is set on something, there's no way that things can distract you. One major thing we're dealing with as children of God is distractions. It's all distractions. Now, for Daniel to be able to purpose in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself means that Daniel was focused on something. Daniel knew what he wanted. My question to you is, do you know what you want? As a child of God, do you know what it is that you want? Right? Because without focus, you would easily be distracted. Right? Without focus, you will fall prey to the devices of the, in, the enemy. Right? We find ourselves in a, in, in a world right now where, which is crazy. Like, I mean, there's so many things that happen now that, like, blow my mind. There's no movie you can watch on Netflix or no show on Netflix that doesn't have some form of sexually immoral act. It's impossible. You can't do, you can't watch anything without it. There's no show that you can watch that doesn't have some form of, um, homosexual activity involved. There's no show that you can watch that doesn't have any of these things. Like, the, the world we live in is polluted with distractions. And it's the plan of the enemy to take us off focus, right? Because once he takes you off focus, he knows that you are powerless and you become a sheep that cannot follow. So what happens is that you have a shepherd who is perfect, but then you have sheep that is distracted and sheep, sheep have to follow. You get what is happening? So God is saying that we should look at Daniel. What did Daniel do? Daniel purpose in his heart. Keyword purpose. You can't purpose something without focus. My word this evening to you is you have to up your focus game. You have to up your, your, your focus game. You have to sit down and re-evaluate. What is it that I, 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 I actually want from God? Why do I actually serve God? What is it that I'm looking forward to? Right? Because once you're looking forward to something, that means your focus is on that thing, and that means that nothing can get you astray. Is that, is that, is that right? So first thing is focus. Someone say focus. If you're taking notes, I want you to write a few of these things. You know, it says sheep must maintain focus on, shepherd, on the shepherd at all times. Right? How do you remain focused? Or how, how, how focused are you and determined are you in your walk with God? How focused are you to, 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 to continue to follow God? We have to come to the point where we eliminate compromise. Right? <laughs> and this is, this, is, this, is, this is actually, I want to come here for a while because what is happening right now in the world, and I want to be a very practical just so we can all follow. What is happening right now in the world is that we are getting to a point where we're beginning to question whether it's actually bad to do certain things. Right? So it's like, oh, um, like, I know I'm not supposed to really, like, you know, uh, have sex before marriage, but I mean, I mean, is it really that bad? So what happens is that the enemy is gradually introducing compromise, right? Compromise. It's almost like people of God and the children of God no longer have standards that they keep, right? What are your standards? That's the question you want to ask yourself. What are the standards that you have, right? Because once you have standards, you're able to eliminate compromise. 
You're able to take away compromise. You have to stay focused on salvation. We have to stay focused on purity. We have to stay focused on integrity. We have to stay focused on love. It's almost like right now, you can't even count on a child of God to be integral anymore. Because it's almost like, oh, I mean, everyone is doing it, so I might as well do it too. Right? Oh, everyone is, everyone is going for this particular thing. And everybody, I mean, it's a new thing to, is a new wave to do this, this particular thing. And I know that I'm not supposed to do it. When I'm there, I feel like I'm not supposed to be there. But you know what? Everyone is doing it, so I'm just going to compromise and do it. And then what happens is that you are fully distracted. You can't focus on the shepherd anymore. You can't follow. You can't be a sheep. That's point number one. Point number two, let's read on. Let's read on, actually. So Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested to he requested of the chief Enoch that he might not defile himself. Verse 9, please. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and the goodwill of the chief Enoch. Next. And the chief index said to Daniel, I fear the Lord, my, I fear my Lord, the king, who appointed your food and drink, for why should we see your faces looking worse than the, than the young men who, you, who are your age, and then endanger, the, endanger my head before the king? Let's move on. <laughs> it says here, so Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief Enoch has set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishkel, and Azariah. Please test your servants for 10 days. Right? So we get to this point where now Daniel says, okay, I don't want to defile myself. I've purposed in my heart that I will not sin against God. I've decided that I'm not going to compromise. I've decided that I'm going to take away all this compromise stuff. I'm going to stay focused on God. So I purpose that I'm going to come to church every Thursday. I purpose that I'm going to read my Bible every day. So he's doing these things. And it says here that the guy who's in charge of him says, no, I can't let you do that, unfortunately. Why? Because the king is going to come after me. It says here now that he says, please test your servants for 10 days. My next point is, how much confidence do you have in the shepherd? This is the next thing that God showed me. He said, if we claim to be sheep who follow the shepherd, we have to have a certain level of confidence in the person we are following. We have to have a certain level of trust in the person we're following. It says here that Daniel said, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables and water to drink. What does this mean? Daniel basically did not know what was going to happen. He just knew that he didn't want to defile himself with the food and drink. So what did he do? He put God to the test. My question to you is, when was the last time you put God to the test? If you claim you really trust in God, you claim that you really believe that he's all-powerful. When was the last time you said, you know what, God? I'm going to trust you with this thing, and I'm just going to leave it in your hands because I know that you can do it for me. When was the last time you said to God that, you know what, I'm going to trust you with, with all that I have. I know that this thing is not working right now, but, you know, I'm still going to take the step of faith and trust you. It says, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Move on. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. As, and, and as you see fit, do with what, do, so deal with your servants. So basically, what's happening is that he says, you know what, just give us 10 days, 
right? He takes a step of faith. He's like, okay, you know what? Give me 10 days. After 10 days, compare us who ate the vegetables to the people who ate the meat. And then let's see what happens, right? So there's a certain level of faith that Daniel is exhibiting here. God is saying to us that how much do we trust him as the shepherd? How much do we trust him to be able to lead us in the way we want to go or he wants us to go? You know, what is really funny, and as, as I was preparing for this, God showed me an illustration. And he said, what happens most time is that, Pastor Kofi said last week, that one of the main, main, main reasons why we have a shepherd is for protection. The shepherd always protects the sheep. True or not true? The shepherd is always there to protect the sheep. Now, what happens is that when an enemy comes or when, let's say, there's an attack on the, sh- on the flock, the shepherd sees it and the sheep also sees it. But what's supposed to happen is that the shepherd is the only person supposed to, supposed to act. What happens right now is that we see a challenge and we see an obstacle, we see something dangerous coming our way, and most times we rush to try to fight a battle that was never designed to be fought by us. Right? Yes, battles come, but the battle is not for you because you are in a flock with a shepherd who is taking care of you. Right? So most times we find that ourselves in a position where there's a battle that comes, and it's either number one, we get so scared that we overreact and try to fight the battle ourselves, or we don't know the power of the shepherd we follow. And God is saying this evening that, hey, we have to come to the point where we say, you know what? Yes, I see that the challenge is there, but I know that there's someone who is there, who's greater, who's going to take care of the challenge. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's always going to be challenges. Like it says in the Bible that um, the the David was one time with his sheep, with his flock, and, and there's a lion that came at them. What happened was David was the one who jumped in the way to fight the lion. You didn't see the sheep running around trying to fight the lion because sheep don't have the power to do that. As children of God, we have to realize that we don't have the ability or we, it, it wasn't that battle wasn't de- designed for us. We can, call on, we can call on the attention of the shepherd by, you know, the sheep, if they see something dangerous, they're going to start doing their man, man, and they're going to call the attention of the shepherd, right? So we call the attention of our shepherd in prayer. God, I'm going through this thing. I really don't know what to do. Can you help me out? Please come through for me. Please come through for me. And what's happening there is that you are calling the attention of the shepherd to deal with the situation, but you don't deal with the situation yourself. How much do you trust God? How much do you believe that he can actually take care of you? We always say it, like, I believe that God is there for me. I believe that God is going to fight me. But do you actually practice it? I called myself recently, and, 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 and I had to correct myself. Because it's like, I saw a challenge coming. I saw a hindrance, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do strategy. I'm going to do boom, 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 boom. Thinking that the battle was designed for me. When in actuality, no battle is ever designed for us. It's designed for us to draw the attention of the shepherd. As good sheep, we have to get into the practice of drawing the attention of the shepherd. Why do we draw the attention of the shepherd? Because we believe that he has the solution, and we don't. We believe that he has the answers that we don't have. Daniel said, give me 10 days. Just give me 10 days. All all I need is 10 days. 
give me 10 days. And let's read on to 15. Let's jump to 15 quickly, please. Before I lie. 15, it says, And at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacy. So what happens is that Daniel puts God to the test, and God comes through for Daniel. When was the last time you put God to the test? I'm challenging you this week. Put God to the test. When was the last time you said, God, you know what? I have this challenge, and please, like, within 10 days, help me figure this thing out. Like, I believe in you, so I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to forget about the issue and place it in your hands. What did Daniel do here? He said, just give God 10 days and then compare us at the end. Did Daniel know what was going to happen? Absolutely not. Do you know what tomorrow holds for you? Absolutely not. All you have is a shepherd who is all-powerful. You have a shepherd who is almighty. You have a shepherd who cares about you. You have a shepherd who can do anything. He created a whole world just like that. Do you know how powerful it is? Like, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, do you know how powerful God is to be able to let a man stand in the sea or in front of a sea and then the sea just splits and becomes a wall? I don't know if anyone here, I mean, we don't have any real sea in Ottawa, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever been to the seashore and you see how great and mighty the, wa- the waves are. And you have a God who was able to just make the waves just stop and became like this wall here. And you see, you, I can picture, I can only picture that there was like a wall of waves and you see waves just hitting the wall. And it's like the waves can't come to you and you walk on land. Do you know the kind of God you serve? Like, do you appreciate how great he is? Like, what is your problem before a God who is so powerful? Like, what is, what is, what is that bill? Like, what is it really? What is that exam? What is that university certificate you're, you're working for? It's nothing. But God is waiting for us to trust him. Sheep must trust the shepherd. I can, I can only picture... <laughs> I, can, I, mean, I, we, I went to high school and we had like a few shepherds who used to um, pass sheep through our campus. And I, and I can only imagine or I can only picture like, you know, um, if the shepherd was leading the sheep and then every time the sheep would just be looking around and the sheep would turn around. And We need... Sheep have to follow the shepherd. You can't do it without following God. You can't do it without following Christ. You have to believe in how powerful he is. I, 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 my, this is my personal story and my personal testimony. A lot of you know, like, you know, I started a business about a year ago. And um, for me, it was the biggest act of faith, right? Because here's, here's, here's a kind of short, short summary of my life. So I did school. I did quite well in school. I had a few um, I had a lot of job experience, right? So I could easily have um, decided to find full-time work and then just go straight into that. But then what happened was that I felt a tug in my spirit that the shepherd was calling me towards, like, starting my own business. Now, you have to understand something. I had, I'm from Ghana, right? So I had no real connections or contacts within this place, right? Usually in business, if you know a few people, you can, like, you know, kind of get money and stuff. I didn't have any of that stuff, number one. Number two, I actually didn't have a plan. And that's the truth of the matter. I really didn't know. All I knew is that I had to, like, you know, kind of find a space and do stuff. But I didn't have, like, any form of assurance 
the step that I was taking was the right step. All I had was the leading of the shepherd. All I had was, was you know what? Like, if God said I should do it, I cross-check with Pastor Kofi to make sure I wasn't tripping. Right? Okay, I cross-check with that to make sure I wasn't double-tripping. It's like, okay, you know what? God is actually saying this. What did I do? I just took the step of faith. I gave God 10 days. Which part of your life right now can you say, God, I'm giving you 10 days to show forth your power? If you actually say you trust this God and you believe that he's all-powerful, why can't you take that step of faith? What happens if you fast-forward my story and I take the step of faith, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm going to do, and out of nowhere, like, clients just come. There are some months where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not, sure. I'm not really sure how this thing is going to work. Um, and then out of nowhere, like, a new, a new client comes and he meets this new need. And we just keep growing and growing. And this thing has taught me that, you know, it's, you can't live your life and achieve purpose without having some level of confidence in the one who created you. Impossible. Otherwise, you're always going to stay average, mediocre. If you want to go to the next level, if you want to pursue higher heights, if you want to do greater things, if you want to actually achieve the purpose for which you were created, what you have to do is you have to begin to trust in God enough that you take steps of faith and then hold God accountable. I got a space. I had no clients. (laughs) How are you going to pay rent? I didn't have a plan. How am I going to eat? No plan. Like literally no plan. But what do you do? You trust in God. So I just want to challenge people here this evening on this point that just begin to trust in God because he's all powerful. He knows everything. God is handling it. He's handling it. Hear me. God is handling it. He's going to handle it. I don't care what the problem is. He's going to handle it. Let's continue to read on. It says, let me read on. Next. In 16. 17. As, as four of these young men gave... As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. The, fourth, the third thing that God showed me, and if you're writing notes, what, what you want to write is that the sheep is always with the 99. Again, I'll say this. The sheep is always going to be with the 99. The sheep is always going to have a flock around them. Right? You are always going to have people around you. It says here that Daniel was not alone. Right? Daniel was with um, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. We were, there were four of them who went into this thing. Right? I need five people to please join me upstage. I was like, God, what's the significance of this? Why? Just maybe four, four of you here together. So sheep, four, and then one person. Powerful, cool. Does he do the shepherd for illustration? So two, two. Yeah. So, 
I was like, God, what do you mean by this? God, because this, this is like, it seems like so irrelevant, right? So as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So God told me that as sheep and as we follow him, we're always going to have people around us. Now what happens is that, <laughs> he's checking here and it says, Daniel had all these different things, right? Like, everything is talking about Daniel here, but he had four other people around him. What you have to realize is that we can't be a generation that is insecure about the people around us, right? It says all of them had knowledge, all of them had skill in all literature and wisdom. All of them had a particular call on their lives. All of us here are in one flock, and we all have a call in our lives. Now, God designed it this way for a reason. So we can strengthen each other. But what happens now is that because of insecurities, Pastor Sam, please, can you start? Let's say, let's start moving. Let's, so please come closer and turn around and then begin to slowly lead them. Please follow. So everyone, everything is working perfectly. The shepherd is leading the flock. Then what happens is that Pastor Sam and Pastor Kitito, please, can you just start fighting? <laughs> and then try, try to walk now. So George, they are trying to follow. Shepherd, please keep going. And what happens is that now the, the sheep can no longer follow the shepherd because of insecurity issues. Right? So people, these sheep now start fighting amongst each other and bickering amongst each other. And it delays everyone's progress. Right? As a church, big C church, we are delayed because we keep fighting amongst ourselves. We are all supposed to be fo following one shepherd. Right? Now, shepherd is Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's your name? Ephia. So shepherd is Ephia for, 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 for this purpose. Big C church. We're supposed to be following Jesus Christ. Now what happens is that you find this church or these people in this church fighting against these people and this person saying, we're fighting amongst ourselves. We're fighting, we're fighting ourselves. And what's happening is that now, because we're fighting ourselves, we are delaying the whole move that God wants to do. Now, God spoke to me about revival. God said, we're always crying for revival. We're always saying, we want revival. We want revival. What is revival really? Revival is when people are on fire for Christ. Now, the after effect of revival is building. If you check, if you check, if you check the, the, the people of old, whenever there was a revival, there was a great awakening amongst the people of Christ, and they took over. They dominated. God is calling us to dominate. God is calling us to, to, he's looking to revive us so we can go into the industry and dominate, so we can go and buy property, so we can be in government, so we can affect things. But what's happening now is that we can't dominate because we have stagnated the whole move. Do you see what's happening? So a sheep, something that God has given us as an asset, now becomes a liability to us. God gave us, let me show you what, what, what the in, original intention of this group is supposed to be. So God designed it this way. So that, please, can you come back? So our sister is leading. Please go. We're going. Let's say, for instance, please slow down a little bit. So as we're going, what happens now is that, let's say, for some reason. Now, again, remember, the sheep can never be attacked from the outside because they are following an all-powerful shepherd. What that means is that there's no lion that is greater than your shepherd. So what means is that you can never be hurt. But what happens is that sometimes because of the sheep's own weaknesses, the sheep develops certain 
pain. So for instance, let's say that you're following, you're following a shepherd, and the sheep is just walking, walking, the sheep gets tired, it begins to limp. Right? In our cases, let's say you're a, shep- you're a sheep, and you're just walking, you're just following God, you're just loving Christ, and then because of different circumstances that come, different things that you see, you begin to speak negative about yourself. What happens is that immediately, you have taken it out of the control of the shepherd, because you have created your own demise. Right? So what happens is, let's say for instance, Pastor Sam is going through a tough time, and um, he gets so discouraged, he starts beginning to speak things that are not positive. Right? So he gives the enemy access into his personal life. So, Pastor Sam, just continue to walk. Everyone's walking. Just begin to limp. So, what happens is that, George, come closer. So, as he's limping, because the sheep is moving together, what happens is that as they are limping, although Sam is limping, he can never be left behind because why? There's a number of sheep that just keep pushing him. So, we keep pushing, we keep pushing till Sam is strong enough to be able to walk again. So, God designs it this way so that God designs it this way so that we can help each other towards all in following the shepherd, right? So we're helping each other like, okay, then next, next week, let's say Pastor Kizito is going to do something. He starts limping. Oh, you know what? Stella is behind him. So Stella pushes him. We are not stopping. We keep going. We are not stopping. We keep going. But because of insecurities, because of lack of self-confidence, because of lack of revelation, we destroy this whole, this whole scenario. And we make it into something where it's like, okay, you know what? Um, um, okay, I just saw that Natasha just did prayer and praise, and she killed it. I'm mad. Why are you mad? I just see that Pastor Kofi is going to UK. He's preaching. He's doing a lot of things. I'm mad at Pastor Kofi. You see what's happening? So we have to come to the point as sheep where we are secure enough. That's what God is saying this evening. We have to be secure enough in who he has created us to be. Yes, I might have skill in strategy. You have skill in singing. I couldn't say I had to call Pastor Ryan to sing for me. You see how it is? Everybody has what makes them special. Everyone has what makes them unique. We have to come to the point as sheep where we're able to say, you know what? I, I see what God is doing in your life. I respect what God is doing in your life. Whatever I can do to help what God is doing in your life, I'm going to do it. So if... <laughs> If all it takes is sharing your thing on Instagram, how difficult is that? Like, I, I really don't get it. Me, I personally don't get that stuff. How difficult is it to press that airplane and then share? No, no. And you see, you, we, we might be clapping and laughing and all these things, but it's what is actually happening. Right? And if we don't address it, we can't move forward together because what happens is that this is so powerful because once there's stagnation amongst even few, it affects everybody. No one can move forward. And what happens is that now the shepherd is all the way there and he's like, yo, can you just come? <laughs> so we have to come to the point where we are secure enough in what God is doing in our lives. Thank you very much. Please help me appreciate them. We have to come to a point where we are secure enough in what God is doing in us. Because nothing external can affect us. The only thing that can really affect the progression of sheep is if there's stagnation among the sheep. And stagnation not because of injury. Because if you are injured, you are still trying and it's easier to help. But if you stop and you're fighting, 
There's nobody who can push you. You understand what I'm saying? And the fourth thing I want to do as I wrap up, I want to talk about is wisdom. So the first thing, let's just repeat it together. The first thing we talked about was focus. Second thing, knowing the power of your creator. First thing, focus. Second thing, knowing the power of your creator. Third thing is being able to be comfortable and know that there's also 99 other people. There's also other people in the flock who are going, going to be with you. The fourth and final thing, and this is one of the most powerful things that God spoke to me about is, about as I was preparing for this, is wisdom. He's calling us as sheep to be wise. Now, you see, we're in this part, well, we're in this, in the, in this, in this, in this phase as a body of Christ. And I say body of Christ as the big C church where God is calling the church to be wise. Now, what happens is that um, I know someone who always says that it's like when people come to church, they park their brains with their cars and then they just walk into the sanctuary. And it's very true because we do things that help and progress different places that we work. And we can't apply those same skills here. The answer I was preparing for is that God showed me this. He said, um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. God, Jesus as the shepherd, leads you beside the still waters. Now, where most of us fail is that when we get to the still water, we don't realize and see the opportunity to drink water. And this is what God was saying. As children of God, we have to come to a point where we realize that as you are following God, there are different rest zones that he's going to bring you to. Any shepherd that is leading sheep will always lead them and bring them to a, pa- a place where it's either like there's grass to graze on, there's water to drink, there's something to do. It takes a wise child of God to be able to identify the opportunity that God has created and take advantage of the opportunity. We have to come to a point where we, are, we increase and we pray to God for more wisdom. How is this? What does this mean applied? It means that right now you're in your work or you're in a job making so much money. Why aren't you putting some money aside? Because what's going to happen is that the shepherd is going to continue leading you. And he wants to, let's say, he wants to give you great wealth. He's going to continue leading you. You're making some cash here, making some cash here, buying all this unnecessary stuff. What happens is that when he brings you to the river for you to drink from, a river here is maybe an investment. Because of lack of wisdom, and lack of preparation, what happens is you get to that river that was supposed to lift you up from being a 10,000 year to a millionaire, and you don't have what it takes to tap into that river. You don't have what it takes to drink from the river. Why? Because we are failing to be wise. If we are going to be able to take over, if we are going to be able to dominate, if we are going to be able to occupy the big big positions that we're all thinking about and carry the big, big money we're looking for and have the great impact that we're hoping for and to be able to touch lives. And it calls for a new level of wisdom, a whole new perspective. You can't, you can't, and again, I say again, you can't be a child of God and not be able to identify the different rest zones. What, what name did I give it here? Let's call it rest zones for now. Checkpoints. There are different checkpoints, right? Think about this. Sheep, shepherd leading sheep, 
you keep going, there's always going to be a checkpoint. Okay, hey, it's time to graze on grass. It's time to drink the water. It's time to do this. It's our responsibility to increase the level of wisdom that we are carrying. We have to keep praying to God. God, help me be wise. God, please help me identify the different opportunities that you are bringing my way. Because the shepherd would always bring you into opportunities that will lift you up. But we have to be able to identify the opportunities. It says that he leads me beside the still waters. He leads me beside the still waters. So we are leading. Still waters. Still waters. He's leading you. If you want to drink, go and drink. Right? He's just going to keep leading you. After a while, you're going to pass the still waters. Right? Don't miss your opportunity. Don't fall asleep. We find that most people and mo- most of us are, are, are just so, 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 excuse, excuse my language, but so lazy, right? Mentally lazy. We don't want to think. It is the truth. Because we are trusting that God will do it for us. He's done it. He's brought you to the river. You see what I'm saying? We have to now begin to educate ourselves. We can't take over if we are not educating ourselves consistently, okay, what is the new thing that we can do to do this? What's the new innovation we can do to bring more souls to Christ? What, what? That's the wisdom that God is calling or he's asking us to be able to develop. The, the ability to be able to see an opportunity and take hold of that opportunity. To be able to walk next to the water, the still water, and see that, no, this is water. Okay, no, this is grass. Okay, you know what? This is rocks. Let's keep walking. So God is calling us to be wise. He's saying, hey, I want to bless my people. God is saying this even that he wants to lift us up. He wants to make us who he has called us to be. He wants, us, he wants to bring us to that place of milk and honey. But he's calling us to be good sheep. He wants us to follow him and follow him right. He's calling on us. Like, I think about it this way. Like, sometimes I just sit back and I'm thinking. Like, imagine if everyone here in this room right now occupied a certain position somewhere that was high enough that there was influence attached to it. So, for instance, maybe I'm in business. You are in government. You are a doctor. You are a lawyer. You are doing this. There's nothing that we can purpose to do on this earth that can't be achieved. You see what I'm saying? Because if, for instance, you are doing, like, I get into trouble with business. I have a lawyer who can cover me. There's someone in government who can do policies in the favor of the church. That makes the church more flexible to be able to win more souls to Christ. There's someone here doing this. There's someone, God wants to bring the whole church into that new level of influence. But he said, Will you learn how to be good enough followers? Will you learn how to be good enough sheep? Because the shepherd is always perfect. We have to understand that. We we are so blessed that we don't follow a shepherd that has faults. Our shepherd is is all-knowing. Do you know how crazy that is? You have a shepherd who knows everything. (laughs) There's literally nothing to worry about. All you have to do is put your head down and just follow him. Because you know he's going to bring you to somewhere. God is calling us, man. I wish, I, wish, I wish someone would understand what I'm saying. God is calling us to a new level of thinking. 
to a whole new revelation of understanding what it means to actually follow him. Yes, we all say we are followers of Christ, but do you really follow him? Are you really focused on him? It says in the Bible that uh, Peter walked on water. Right? So Jesus is walking on water, and Peter sees him. He's like, oh, bid me so that I can come. Jesus is like, okay, you know what, Peter, come. Peter takes the step of faith, right? He's walking, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking. What causes Peter's demise? Someone tell me. Distraction. Why? Because Peter failed to keep his focus on what was right. Peter failed to he failed to know that, okay, although I'm following the shepherd and I'm looking towards him, I'm walking to him. Yes, there are things that are going to be happening, but it's not my battle. Like, if the shepherd has called you to come, regardless of the wind, the shepherd is strong enough to fight the wind off. Just keep focused on him. I don't know where you are in your life right now, but what I know is that God is calling you to come to a place where you are fully fixated on him and him alone where your standards are aligned in his will, where you are desiring more and more of him. Because how it works is that the more you desire Christ, the closer he draws you to him, the more you're able to follow the shepherd. Daniel purposes his heart not to defile himself. Daniel gave God an ultimatum. He put God on the spot. When was the last time you put God on the spot? God wants certain situations where it's like, do or die. And that's, that's where he, he, he prides himself in coming in those situations where it's like, okay, if I don't come, I know tomorrow they are, they are, they are probably not going to eat. So then you're like, okay, God, I'm trusting you with this. And then he comes through for you. God likes to be the, 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 the champion of the situation. Are you giving him that chance in your life? Are you opening up your, 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 the door of your heart to trust in him fully. Where it's like, you actually don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you feel that this is what he's saying, and you just do it. Are you secure enough in yourself to know that God has called me to something, and if he has said it, he will do it. So I appreciate what everybody else is doing, and I'm going to actually, you know what, instead of hating on them, I'm going to go to them and ask them for help. I mean, hey, why not? It says Daniel and all his brothers had wisdom. They were learned. I'm sure when they, sometimes when they were studying, Daniel wouldn't understand something. He would go to his, 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 his brother. Oh, can you explain this calculus to me? Can you explain this thing to me? Oh, I had this dream. Can you give me the wisdom to be able to? Let's make use of the people that God has given us. Because Together we are a stronger force. Together we can have greater influence. Together we are unstoppable. Together we can move mountains. And the final thing, let us be wise. Everybody in this place, one of your prayer topics should be, God, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. Give me the gift of wisdom. I need wisdom. Give me understanding. Help me, Lord. Help me identify opportunities because the opportunities are coming. Once you are following, most times we find ourselves in a situation where it's like, okay, things are not going well in our lives. And, you know, we, we, we believe that we're serving God. We believe that our attention is fixed on God. We believe that we're doing everything. We come to church. The only thing that's missing here 
is that we are not applying wisdom. Wisdom is applied knowledge. There's so many rivers that God is leading us next to. Let's pray that God will open our eyes to see these rivers, to see these opportunities, to see these different things. A river can be a soul. Maybe you're walking somewhere, God led you to the mall or whatever the case might be, and you see someone standing there. You need to be able to tune into the spirit and realize, okay, this is what God wants me to do and have the wisdom to know how to talk to them. Everybody's different. We need wisdom. Rise up to your feet in this place as we conclude. I believe that, you know, the power of God's moving in this place. God is moving in this place in a very unique and very different way, in a special way. You know, he's, 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 he's transforming us. Transformation comes with the renewal of mind. When you understand the power of who you are following and you're able to tune in and know how to follow him, you become unstoppable. Let's pray this evening. Let's just close our eyes and pray and ask God that he gives us the grace to follow. I heard it so clearly when I was preparing. We are all to pray for the grace to be able to follow. All we need to do is to follow. The shepherd has taken care of everything else. Our job is to follow. We are sheep. Sheep follow. That priest so powerfully said, my sheep hear my voice. We hear the voice and we follow. We feel the tagging in our spirit. We follow. We hear that this is what God wants to do. We follow. Let's just open up our ears, our, our mouths right now and begin to speak to God and ask for the grace to follow. The grace to follow. The grace to follow. Come on, open up your mouth and begin to pray. This thing is serious. It's serious. Open up your mouth. Jesus, we need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. Father, let the grace to follow, Lord Jesus. The grace to follow. The grace to follow. Holy Spirit, Jesus. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Open up your mouth. Begin to pray, just pray, just pray, just pray. Father, release the grace to follow all over this place, Lord Jesus. Help us be good sheep, Lord Jesus. Help us be the sheep you have called us to be, Lord. We're tired, Lord Jesus, of just, of just following for following sake. We want to follow with purpose, Lord. Come on, pray in this place. Open up your mouth and pray. There's grace that has been made available. Grace to follow. Jesus. 
Father, we pray for your grace, O oh God. Let your grace come, Lord Jesus. Your grace to follow, O oh God. Grace to follow, Lord Jesus. Grace to follow you, O oh God. Grace to remain focused, Lord Jesus. Grace to understand that you are all-powerful, O oh God. Grace, Lord Jesus, to be secure, O oh God, in who we are, O oh God. Grace to be wise, Lord Jesus. Come on, pray in this place. Raise up your voices. Lift up your voices and begin to pray. Father, we pray for your grace to follow, O oh God. Father, pray for grace to follow, O oh God. We pray, Father, for grace, O oh Jesus, to overcome distractions, O oh God. Father, give us the grace, O oh Jesus, to dis overcome distractions, Holy Spirit. Give us what it takes, Lord Jesus, to overcome distractions, Master. Give us what it takes, O oh God, to overcome distractions, O oh God. Father, we need your grace, oh God. We need your grace, Holy Spirit. 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 pray for two kinds of people this evening if you feel like or you want you want you want strength or you're asking God for strength to overcome distractions please just run to the, for, the front if you are asking God that you want strength to be able to overcome discussion, the distractions, you want the ability to be able to stay focused and fixed on him, you want, you want the ability to, 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 to remain strong in your standards the things that you know, you know are right. You want the strength to be able to to, 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 to to execute those things. Like sometimes it's not about not knowing what is right. It's about the strength to be able to do what is right. These are two very different things. You can know what is right, but sometimes you don't have the strength to actually do what is right. If you are such a person, please come to the for, the, the forward, the front. While you're here, just open up your mouth and just pray to God for strength. See, the thing is, wait, hold on. We serve a God who hears us when we pray. I want to remind everybody who's standing here in front here of this, that our God actually hears us when we pray. Like, everything that you say to God, he hears you. So in this moment, I want you to ask him for strength. Strength to stay focused. Strength to keep your eyes fixed on him. Strength to put aside distractions. Open up your mouth and begin to pray in this place. Father, we pray for strength. Father, we pray for strength. Jehovah, we pray for strength. Father, we pray for strength. Lord, we pray for strength. Father, strengthen our mortal bodies, Lord Jesus. Give us what it takes, oh God, to be able to stay focused, oh God. Help us, oh God, resolve never to defile our bodies, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus, to purpose in our hearts, oh God. 
to continue to follow you as the shepherd, Lord Jesus. We come against all distractions, Lord Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth and pray. Open up your mouth and pray. Open up your mouth and pray. Father, we pray for strength, oh God. We pray for strength, Holy Spirit. We pray for strength, Holy Spirit. We pray for strength, oh Jesus. We pray for strength, Lord Jesus. We pray for strength, Holy Ghost. We pray for strength, Lord Jesus. Come on, pray for strength. Pray for strength. He's moving all over this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are filling our cups, oh God, again. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that you are filling our jars, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are filling us with strength, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that as you strengthen David, oh God, you are strengthening us even in this moment, oh God. We strengthen ourselves in you, Holy Spirit. We strengthen ourselves in you, Lord Jesus. We strengthen ourselves in you, Master Jesus. Can I please have some of the leaders just come and pray with the people in front here? And we're just going to pray and strengthen them. Remember, we're all sheep in the fold. When one is down, others have to push on to help. So leaders, please, if you can please help, just minister to these people. Minister with love. Pray that God will strengthen their mortal bodies. Pray that God will strengthen them. Pray that God will give them a new, a new strength to overcome distractions. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are strengthening us, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That by faith, Lord Jesus, we know that you are giving us the strength, oh God. You are giving us what it takes, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you are strengthening our mortal bodies, oh God. Thank you for your strength that is in this room, oh God. Thank you for your strength that is in this room, Lord Jesus.
strength, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for strength, oh God. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for strength. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, open up your mouth and pray in this place. Bring the Holy Ghost, bring the Holy Ghost, bring the Holy Ghost. Lepona Bashandebosha. Lipade de Boshande de Bosha. Liprate de Bosha. There's a stirring in the atmosphere. Epedebosha. Liprato de Bosha. Come on, cry out to your father. Epedebosha. Liprato de Bosha. I feel a shifting up. Epedebosha. In the atmosphere. Epadabasha. Lepedebosha. Holy Ghost Riapaya. Holy Ghost Riapaya. Holy Ghost Riapaya. Lepedebosha. Liprato de Bosha. Come on, pray out, pray out, pray out, pray out. Ye prato de bosha, li 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 prato de bosha. Repere de bosha, repere de bashaya, le prere de bashaya, le prere de bosha, le prere de bosha. There's a release in the atmosphere. Le para de bosha. Come on, open up your mouth. Ye para de bashaya, le prere de bosha. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Le prere de bosha nea. There's grace in the atmosphere. The grace to follow is being released. Open up your mouth and pray for the grace to follow. The grace to follow. The grace to follow. Or that you pour out this grace, oh God. I receive, oh God, the grace, oh God, to follow. Come on, receive. Receive the grace to follow. Receive the grace to follow. Receive the grace to follow. Lord, rain down, oh God, grace. Rain down, grace, Holy Spirit. Rain down, grace, Holy Ghost. Rain down, grace, Holy Ghost. Rain down, grace, Lord Jesus. Rain down, grace. Rain down, grace. Grace to follow, oh God. Grace to follow. Grace to follow. Grace to follow. Follow me, Cardosa. Lepedebosha. Come on and pray in this place. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Just place your hands on your belly. Place your hands on your belly. And just say, I receive the grace to follow. I receive the grace to follow. Don't stop saying that. I receive the grace to follow. 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 
Father, we give you praise. Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus, for your presence that is in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are king over our lives, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, that your word has come forth, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, that grace has been made available, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have, you have, you have, you have opened up, oh God, our eyes, oh Jesus, the eyes of understanding, oh God, to see that you are calling us to follow you in a different way, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the strength, oh God, that you have given us even right now to follow you, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that this grace will not depart, oh God, that, that, that you teach us day in and day out how to stay constant, Lord Jesus. In following you. I give you praise. I give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise in this place. There's one thing I want to say. You see, the, the thing about following is that it's following. It's present continuous. Right? You take active steps day in, day out to continue to follow. It can be a one-day thing. It has to be continuous. Every day, follow, follow, follow. And God is going to keep his word and he's going to be faithful to us. He's going to bring us to a whole new level. If you're excited for what God is about to do in your life, come on, make some noise for Jesus. It's time to partner with God. So please lift up your hands if you need an envelope and an usher will be more than happy to serve you. This is the kind of atmosphere that you definitely want to give in. I'll tell you that for free. at the back of your envelope, just write grace to follow. Grace to follow at the back of your envelope. Whenever you're ready, please stand up to your feet. your feet. Let's pray over the offering. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Holy Ghost, Father, for this seed that we are given unto you, Holy Spirit. We plant it, Lord Jesus, in good ground. We ask, Lord Jesus, that the grace to follow will never depart from us, Lord Jesus, but day in and day out, you teach us how to walk in your way. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen.
feet as we close. Rise up to your feet. Father, we give you praise, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that every promise, Lord Jesus, of yours is yes and amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that we are following you. Father, thank you that you're establishing us on new ground, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're planting our feet on new ground. I pray for everybody in this place, Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you bring us, oh God, to a new level, Lord Jesus, in, in following you, oh God. You bring us to a new level, Lord Jesus, of, of being a sheep, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, we give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As you go, God be with you. I pray that God's grace will continue to shine upon you. Thank you so much for coming through. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Um, again, we have plug groups um, going on. So please sign up if you're not, you're not already signed up for plug groups. And also, we have an encounter coming up soon as well. So please see Pastor Sheon uh, if you want to go for an encounter. And um, she'll be glad to help you out. Thank you again so much for coming. And God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.